0: Hello, my name is Miller Pike. I'm a producer and creator located in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you're once again joining me on AP Studio Files.
1: AP Studio Files.
0: If you're joining us for the first time, please check out season one and two with featured artists such as our fantastic technical producer, Artie Kapischke. If you're an old time listener, welcome back. Excited to introduce you to season three, episode six. Give us a follow at AP Studio BK on Instagram and TikTok for more updates regarding this community and upcoming apartment party events. If you can, support our Patreon in order to listen to our monthly mini-episodes and extended content. Andrew New York is a New York-based brand and artist. Originally from Northern Virginia, he went to school in California. After studying abroad in Italy, he returned home before finding his roots and footing in New York City. He worked in fashion from 2017 to 2021 and has always had creative and fashion inspirations in his life, working as a carpenter and now professor at CUNY in technical production. While working out his life, he also worked out a vision for his very detailed and creative brand in Andrew, New York, surrounding the themes of joy within clothing. His unique style, vision, and follow through has led him to such recent successes as designing for Kid Super, Wisdom K wearing his brand for Paris Fashion Week, Nick Kroll wearing his shirt on GQ and Vanity Fair and Jim Parsons wearing another design on the front of the arts
1: and style section of the post.
0: Welcome, Andrew. Hi. Welcome. Hello. What's up? <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here, man.
1: Me too. Yeah. Thanks for bringing me. Thanks for bringing your shot to apartment party just in general. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. You That's guys were huge. the
1: first people to like. Aww. Say that what I was doing was good.
0: It it is really I, good. I
1: know, but like you know, it it all it takes is one person. You push the snowball down the hill. Oh fuck, that's so huge, dude. I just want to thank you a lot for that. Oh that moment gosh. was was very good. <laughs> oh. So thank you for that, and shout out to everything else you guys keep doing for people like me.
0: Oh man, that okay. Well, thank you. No, I'm <laughs> blushing. You're supposed to be the one blushing. I'm, I'm like... taking
1: over this uh, <laughs> interview now, and we're only going to talk about. We're going to just party. talk
0: about me. <laughs> Well, that that actually that means a lot, and it's been like kind of one of those weeks, so it's nice to hear that. So I, I you, you genuinely very it. much appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> kind of going in a little bit about you now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right, I'm ready. Great.
0: Tell us who you oh, are. Oh, I'm
1: telling you. Okay. My name is Andrew. People know me as Andrew New York. I make clothes. I think a lot of my work is based around thinking about emotion and not just joy but arriving at joy through Mm -hmm. all of those different emotions I think that that's kind of where my process always stems from and where my inspiration draws from and then with those emotions what are kind of like the experiences of like my life or my community's life that I can then kind of use to make those emotions tangible and Mm -hmm. then within those stories what are you wearing Right. You know, it's like, I feel like sometimes I'm like drafting a movie and then I'm making the clothes for that movie or that person's like life or like their TV show or whatever. You're casting the character. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like who are these people and why are they wearing what they're wearing? I think that that's, but it all stems from, you know, various emotions that I want to explore because I think like, I'm a really, 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 really emotional person. And I used to just like be consumed by it. You know, and, like, if I was really happy, that was it. Or if I was really angry, mm. you know, and uh, or whatever. And so now I think as I'm getting older and trying to get better at dancing with my emotions, I think looking at them and observing them and understanding them. Being is a really... little more,
0: like, intellectual about it. Yeah, or... and just,
1: like, yeah, and definitely, like, taking a step back, like... I think like considering like myself as a pond and my emotions as fish mm. and they're swimming around.
0: Yeah. But your pond has like control. Exactly. To and
1: just like letting them swim and knowing when there are big ones and small ones. But it gives me a way to kind of like, put them over here and oh my god I just okay <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. um. <laughs> he just caught a glance of uh, Danny DeVito who is our forever audience member yes. here at the AP studio I love hearing that and I really liked kind of what you more formally put in your thesis on your website
1: and I'm going to read from it oh, just, yeah, please. Uh,
0: a little bit um, these moments are all authentic versions of self that only clothing accessories and perfumes can do for us
1: I'm actually so hyped you asked this question because there is this fashion a magazine editorial called Vestage, V-E-S-T-O-J. You should all read it. Okay. Comes out once a year, every two years. It is run by this amazing woman, and she h- sources and all of these old and new stories, interviews, discussions on fashion, and then she'll mm. also conduct interviews herself or ask people to write for the magazine, and then she'll pull, like, artwork, photography, fashion, sculpture, everything... And each edition, she's talking about a different thing. So one of them is on authenticity. One is Mm. on capital.
0: Vestoy is an annual academic journal about dress and fashion created by Anya Aronofsky-Kronberg. She started it as the Journal of Sartorial Matters in 2009 with the intent to combine theoretical knowledge about fashion with experience from the fashion industry. It combines scholarly texts with fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and visuals, all centered around fashion. Each issue has a theme that everything is tailored to, including the logo, style, format, graphic design, and content.
1: And so the authenticity one was really, really, really cool for me and something that sticks with me a long time because... Someone wrote a really amazing article in there about how current fashion is always trying to sell you something you're not. Right. And always something that's, like, up here mm-hmm. and higher and, like... Something you to attain. Something to attain, yeah. right? And kind of her thesis, the author of the article, was, like, what if fashion was leaning into this idea that whatever you wore at that moment was lending to your best version of yourself in that moment Mm. and like we're always talking about oh that's not the real you or that's a different you or you act different around them or blah 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 but it's like no what if just like today I want to be this and when I'm at my ceramic studio I'm this and when I'm out with my friends I'm this and those are all real versions of me.
0: I often feel like that with like cartoon characters that have that like stock costume and then But we go on a field trip. So now we have a field trip costume or or we do a sport and it's always the same. I got really rote in my own fashion over the winter. I feel like that's kind of common in New York. You're like
1: your whole. You got your North Face puffer and your Tim's.
0: Yeah. You're you're ready. You're good. (laughs) You're good. The black puffer jacket. And something that I was thinking about the other week is I was like, because a lot of my work is physical and I know you do some physical work as well. And I was like, I can fuck up my own clothes. Yeah. I don't care anymore like i don't need to be keeping this stuff nice if it means that i never wear it right 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 and that was something that i was like i need to challenge myself because i was getting into this habit of just wearing the same like dickies and a champion sweater yeah every day so i like that i really enjoy investing in that idea of i don't know like it is authentic but it is a costume and i like that yeah
1: yeah i just think it's like just believing in who you are at any moment and i think that instead of clothing being something (laughs) that forces you into some other character. Character, what if you identified with it and were like, I'm going to wear this here because this is how I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. I really believe in like you buy something to wear it. Yeah. I am not ever going to have a closet with a bunch of giant plastic boxes for my shoes. Like, oh, that's terrifying. So
0: we were talking to my work earlier. And for those who don't know, I work as a personal organizer. I go into people's homes. I help them come up with like solutions. And there's a lot of people that buy towards Occasion, And mm. I know this has been a big conversation, like mm. especially on, you know, sustainable mm. fashion, TikTok mm. side of things. It's like, do not buy to sure. occasion because sure. then that shit sits there for what the next fucking wedding you're going to go to. It's interesting because like with your pieces, especially they are like the first time I saw one of your painted shirts, I was like, well, that's art. Like yep. you hundred percent could hang that from a beautiful rod yep. and frame it behind glass. Yeah. Like, and, I and I have a couple
1: friends and clients who like it's on their shelf. For it's on their wall it's yeah not, it's yeah. not
0: worn so where do you as like the designer because obviously I see the way you dress I see the way that you go about your work in your life and like so many of your clothes you're always like well this is covered in paint because I was painting today or whatever you know, <laughs> yeah, like, That's bro, your TikTok. I cannot keep
1: shit clean <laughs> I cannot so- I, these were supposed to be clean and they're covered in clay <laughs> I can't I spent like 200 beans like Yo, 18 East, these are great pants. Can you send me another pair? Because I fucked <laughs> these ones up.
0: But yeah, I mean, for you, your pieces are art. Where does the fashion and the art, where does the fashion start, the art, and those kind of things
1: for you? Oh, man, I think that's a really tough question for me and one that one of my professors is trying to get me to nail down all oh, the
0: time. Oh, interesting. Because
1: she's, you know it's a critical question for her. she supports what I do she's like where are you like yeah. where is your line and I don't know and yeah. I, I think the thing is just like whenever I'm creating those pieces and partly it's like how I want to go about it like I think in the things I launched today like I did like a hand embroidered pair of pants that's just covered in crystals and that was just because I was just like how can I elevate this even more right because the original idea for those was like oh I'll just splatter paint on them but it was like I'm already splattering paint on everything. (laughs) Like, I got to go further. I got to get better. So I think part of it for me is that. But then in terms of like occasion wear and stuff, like I get the argument for sustainability, but I also get like, The moment. Like, I do. And especially, like, when we're talking, like, couture and, like, things like that. Or even, like, you know...
0: There's definitely different levels. There's
1: definitely different levels. I think you should... And I hope people do this with my clothing. Like, they're buying it to wear wear multiple times and to wear again. I think for the most part, you should probably be buying to wear multiple times. But I also do appreciate when, like, yeah, that piece of clothing goes beyond just wearability and it becomes something else. Yeah, it's like an avatar. Yeah, and just... You know, I just always think about, like, the Rei Kawakubo Comme des Garcons exhibit at the Met was pretty, like, that one still sits with me, and Mm -hmm. I look at that book all the time. You know, she's just so beyond clothes. Right. You know and it's just like sh- it's shape shit. and it's yeah you it's, know yeah. And it's art and she's asking really important questions about like womanhood east versus west being mm-hmm. a female designer in like a male dominated space that's designing for women and that's all <laughs> fucked up and like and she's just like she's going way beyond the clothes. Right. Which I think oh I just did the drive by <laughs> to talk about how way beyond she is.
0: Ray Kawakubo is a self-taught fashion designer known for her avant-garde designs and her brand Comme des which is all about offering women clothes designed for mobility and comfort, like boys. She was born in Tokyo in 1942. She studied fine arts and aesthetics at Keogh University and started CDG in 1969, five years after graduating. She sold her designs to shops in Tokyo for a few years before opening her first store in 1973. Within 10 years, CDG had expanded to 150 stores throughout Japan. Her show at the Met featured almost 150 pieces of women's wear that she designed since 1980 and was meant to illustrate her revolutionary experience in the in-between. The objects were organized under nine aesthetic expressions of interstitiality, absence-slash-presence, design-slash-not-design, fashion-slash-anti-fashion, model-slash-multiple, then-slash-now, high-slash-low, self-slash-other, object slash subject and clothes slash not clothes. She broke down the divides between these opposing ideas to expose how artificial and arbitrary they are.
1: And to be honest with you, like, I am trying to get there. I know I'm like some kid from the suburbs, but like that is where I see myself going is like creating things that are just like so unquestionably just like... Incredible.
0: Shoot for it. I mean, that's the goal, right? I'm waiting
1: for Hermes to call me. You're laughing. No, I knew that. But that's on your manifesting,
0: like vision board, right now. You know, I I always ask people, like, what are career goals, and that was like one of your things, which we'll get to a little bit further. Let's take it back a second. Yeah, sure. So your brand, I met you as this like gorgeous, like all these beautiful dyed pieces and these hats, Mm. and that was obviously living in a space of like durability Mm. and really truly impeccable design and detail Mm. and i've continued to see these like really intensely small details like the fact that your hand ceramic made buttons oh yeah when they are put onto your shirts they're stitched in an a yeah like there are a lot of small small details that would be exciting as an owner of a piece like this to like slowly discover over time. And I'm sure there's ones that other ones that you've shared on TikTok or like that are being conceptualized, but I always love like finding those little Easter eggs and items. How did these small details become so important to you and how integral was that idea for the birth of Andrew New York?
1: How much love can I put into something (laughs) so that you know, this fucking thing is amazing (laughs) because I love you.
0: heard you like kind of scream about that a little bit like when asked on tiktok you're like i want to make it as personal as possible yeah
1: no really i think clothing for me really began especially like the very very first thing if you scroll to the bottom of my instagram it's not very far i don't have too many posts is my jacket for my friend yambo and oh boy i'm gonna get emotional i made that piece because it's a physical way of me showing how much i love that person yeah (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so, all the other small details that I do and like things that are production, that's what that comes from. Yeah. And the funny part was the porcelain buttons, where I originally was like, I'm going to do MOQ with like a button manufacturer. And like my mentor and one of my best friends and uh, like master ceramicist in New York, uh, Risa, Shout she out was Risa. like, she, Yeah, no. Yo, <laughs> um, for real. She was like, "Why don't you just make them yourself?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, and see, now that you told me, I can do that. Um, <laughs> and so I remember her showing me, and I was just like, "This is." it's a lot of work but it's so cool like to be able to do that and now what i was able to do with my jacket for yambo i can find little ways of doing that in all of these other pieces that i do that go to people that i don't know but yeah. i want to just show them like you've been of a this piece is, of that yeah exactly and just kind of this idea that like loving people is hard and like we don't talk about like uh the ways we actively love and i think like for me making clothes is like It's right here. You can see it. Right. There's no question about it. And so I think that that's why those little details come in because I'm trying to get you to see to see
0: it. Yeah. Is your love language gift giving?
1: I don't know. Or acts of service. I actually think it is. Yeah. I think my love language toward a person is mm-hmm. different than my love languages that I want to receive. That's
0: very common. Like though. I don't
1: really like trip about gifts or shit. Like if you don't yeah. get me anything that's cool, but like I am trying to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, like please that's
0: Please cuddle. Yeah, yeah, but like but like
1: if you're having a bad day, like I will come find you.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. Like
1: we we getting busy. Yeah. I don't know what we getting Qu- busy doing. Time. I'm over here Yeah, like that. <laughs> so I, I guess I think it might be. I think yeah. it's probably more acts of service than gift giving. But the making of the clothing is that is that. Act. Act? Yeah. And it just happens to have a tangible thing at the end of it. That's
0: awesome. I mean, I feel like I rarely cook for myself, but like cooking for another person is the same thing. And sure. it just ends with a nice result. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I'm like, OK, now we get to enjoy a meal together. Yeah. So let's take it back even further. Let's go into a little like early life. So Northern Virginia
1: yeah, yo, 703, <laughs> what's Shout up? Out. Shout out, Fairfax, Alexandria, <laughs> shouts to Fairfax County High School. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't go there, but all my friends went there. I ended up in your yearbook like twice, what's good? <laughs>
0: You're like, <laughs> I was Yo,
1: shout out to the Beltway and Route 66. (laughs) Oh, how funny.
0: Um, Oh, my gosh, I love hearing, like, people. I feel like Artie and I sometimes talk about this on the mini episodes that we do and, like, talk about kind of, like, I'm from Texas. There's a lot of, like, you know, some weird state pride. I won't get into, like, the... Not the weird part of the weird state pride, but... You know, what I mean? yeah, 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 you're like, yeah, yeah. "Well, what up? What up? Fuck with Texas." But, <laughs> but I love hearing like other people's like weird little parts mm-hmm. like that. So, you didn't go to Fairfax High. You went to a boarding school. Is that correct? Okay. Or an all boys school? Sorry. Yes <laughs> How was <is> that?
1: <laughs> I have a lot of mixed feelings about it And that's actually kind of the basis of the collection we just put out Was like I was looking at prep culture And like my time at Georgetown Prep oh, okay. That's where I went Georgetown It is the same place as two Supreme Court justices Who are <sighs> I'm sorry guys Uh, Maybe you like them But I do not No I I, 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 So I went there And it's weird Like I grew up really Catholic So it made sense for me To go to that school And I had a lot of Really amazing teachers And two of my Very 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 best friends One who lives right down The street from us Oh nice um, (laughs) I still am in touch with That's awesome but there are a lot of things like admittedly like there're a lot of things you get ingrained going to an all boys prep catholic high school that like i am still rewiring my brain every day mm. and like can't do that you know what i mean yeah. and so i think i was like trying to look back at all of those moments and like just rehash those things for me but yeah yeah i went to a all boys prep school
0: i remember so i was homeschooled for reference i was unschooled but i was always in competitive fields with like oh. kids who are in school okay I did yeah a lot of sports um oh word, namely okay. swimming and there was like always this one boys school and i was like oh god yeah these kids are, they yeah. were terrifying to me yeah <laughs> i was like that is the epitome yeah. of like fear
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird because definitely from the outside looking in and I also think because of where I went to high school and Mm -hmm. like how I kind of learned to behave like just loud and you know, and like bro and all that stuff like I give off a lot of really bad first impressions. I do and I don't it's, recall that and it's totally uh, some I think we people, were like
0: matching each other's I, energy we, though. you were very high energy
1: which I appreciate <laughs> because yeah I don't know it's also tough because like there is a real deep sense of camaraderie and like yeah of course and You're there are some really amazing teachers two one of which Ms. Melissa Joseph she's an amazing artist bless her everyone should look her up she's an incredible artist felting and ceramics she has a studio here amazing. and she is still one of my mentors to this day oh, and awesome. she put up with me when I was a tool oh, in man. high school. School. Oh. Um, man. And she kept in touch through college and Aww. through New York. So she was really amazing and she's still really amazing. And it's also really cool to like see her like figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's was really inspiring. And then I had a couple other really amazing teachers that helped me grow. So like I feel really conflicted about it because institutionally it creates a lot of problems and things that I'm still trying to work out. But there were some really, really amazing moments that I wouldn't be who I am. <clears throat> without it
0: of course and like for you were you finding like some of those artistic i know you kind of said that creativity has always been there were you finding some of those artistic things there some of those outlets
1: Mm, yeah for sure actually so the reason i started making clothes was because my best friend and i were not good enough to go pro at snowboarding (laughs) so we were gonna make the clothes so i started designing t-shirts and miss joseph Miss Joseph, I'm going to make you listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um, Send it to her. Email it to her. um, She would let me come after class to learn Adobe Illustrator. Oh, wow. And she would just let me sit there on her, like, box computer because the school wasn't giving her a new one. Right. And, like, I would just sit there and fuck around.
0: We all need those people. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's where we started. And then even Miss Knapp was really amazing for me and Mr. Lewis and Mr. Williams- if any of you ever see this, you're all very formative <laughs> teachers for me, and I appreciate you. But yeah, I feel me- like
0: every teacher needs to hear that. Yeah.
1: No, for <laughs> real. They were all great teachers, Coach Dunstan. But anyways, Miss Joseph was getting me into that, and that's how I started. And so when I graduated, my dad... My dad is hilarious. He doesn't want to spend money on shit unless it helps me. Like, I'm like, dad, I need like clothes. He's like, what? I'm like, dad, I need a $400 <laughs> software for my computer to design t-shirts for me and my dumbass friends. And he's like, yeah, sure.
0: He's like, that sounds like a business yeah, investment. He's <laughs>
1: like, here you go, son. I'm like, all right, dad, shit. I should have done this earlier. Damn. Um, but yeah,
0: I get that. My dad's an accountant and he's like, I'm very practical and I feel like that's definitely something that he's like instilled in me. I'm like, is this a tax write-off? Yeah, Yeah, we can get coffee, but
1: I will be putting it on my deductibles. (laughs) All I have to do is mention my business one time. Yeah. Tax write-off.
0: And I'm going to put that little in the envelope. Exactly. (laughs) Yep, 100%. Absolutely. Um, So then you headed to Italy. You lived in Italy.
1: Yeah, I went to college in California and I I really wanted to be away from my parents. Okay, Uh, gotcha. I just was an angsty kid went out to california and then it was kind of funny okay this is a wild story i didn't think i was going to study abroad because i was on the track team and i was going to be the captain junior year and i was djing this party and this kid who never is
0: your life yo
1: yo for real (laughs) that whole sentence was so wild (laughs) i was djing this party and for real this kid who does not go to this party like this is not his crew and i'm way in the back djing he makes his way through the crowd and he comes up to me and doesn't even say hi to me he just dabs me up he's like we have to talk about you going to italy and then he just leaves what and i was like i was like were what you like
0: fuck? was that guy high like Did, what <laughs> I, I
1: don't know what it was like this is some universe shit and i think at that moment i couldn't see the sky because i was inside <laughs> but i looked up and i was like i bet like, okay, I, okay okay I, okay i'm gonna go and uh-huh. so then i went through the syracuse program lived in italy for six months had some amazing professors and also like my core friend group uh, was from there, and like oh. I'm still tight with all of them. That's and in awesome. fact, like 95% of my friends, you can trace back to me meeting my friends in Italy. Like even like my ceramic studio and Risa, like wow. that is from someone whose boyfriend Introduced is still you. my best friend, and we lived in Italy together. Like that. Amazing. So, where yes. in Italy did you live? I was in Florence. Oh, cool. Um, for like four months, five months, just is just study abroad. Yeah. Um, but, I did the
0: same thing. I was in Torino oh, in the well, north. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. But I go back every couple of years. I'm in a cult. So I go back every couple of years to practice my cult and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> Drop, drop <laughs> the cult knowledge. What's up? It, it's like an art program that we always go back to, but we call it a cult because like Yeah, that's great. We go back to Florence. We get in a van. You
0: party with David.
1: They, yeah, we, they <laughs> drive us 45 minutes out into wine country. Perfect. And we just work, practice our practice for two straight weeks, like nine to five. like.
0: So was the program that you yeah. were in for school, was that like an art program? Yeah, it oh, was okay, the Syracuse
1: cool. University study abroad program and they had art there and I took a lot of art classes
0: and have like most of those people like continue
1: to use their art in some way shape or form absolutely that's awesome uh whether that's through their actual jobs mm-hmm. n- not actual jobs art is a real job yeah. wow no Sorry. no
0: i get it but just I get like it. whatever
1: whatever thing they're doing like you know i do it through my fashion my friend definitely do it through their architecture. Mm -hmm. One of my friends is in Spain. She's doing the thing, you know. Amazing. So yeah, they're all pretty still committed to it.
0: That's awesome. I feel like unfortunately it's rare because of capitalism.
1: Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: You like like turn 25 and you're like, shit, I'd like to see a paycheck. Yeah, I turned
1: 25, (laughs) got broken up with and quit my job.
0: (laughs) That's a good 25. I got divorced. (laughs) All
1: right, you win. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So
0: you're coming back to the states yeah it sounds like you took a little dip at home go, oh, man, we don't all do. yeah that. i
1: did i took a dip at home took uh, a dip in the kiddie pool a dip
0: is a, a dip is nice though because you're like damn this fridge is fucking stopped Yo, ex-
1: <laughs> well yes i yeah actually yes for sure
0: and then you came here so yeah. walk us through baby andrew in new york
1: yeah word okay so yeah i needed to leave my parents home because i was like i'm about to turn 23 at home with no plan yeah and i was like that can feel
0: stressful i was like fuck yeah
1: so i still was 23 at home with half a plan though and about three weeks later i moved up to new york with my dad we tried to tie my mattress to the roof of the car it flew off and my dad said yeah we're in we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> so that mattress is on like R. ninety-five <laughs> somewhere. You know, I hope. Anyway, so we you just and been, outed uh, himself uh, for illegal <laughs> littering. Um, <laughs> There's a so,
0: fine coming your way, you know, sir. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I moved in. I moved into Ridgewood over on Menahan and Seneca. Um, Love that shout out to the Shout out to the Ridgewood Pork Store. Yeah, the place is delicious. And shout out to the Polish deli that's like caddy corner in my old apartment where they sell polish beer <sighs> place hits and they only speak polish in there like Great. you gotta know something i just go yeah my last name's kolzynski like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah come on in <laughs> um, but He's um, fine
1: yeah i did that so i was an intern and i was also a carpenter because i was a carpenter in college and a little bit in high school so i was able to get a job through my roommate's uh, boss's partner whose name is also andrew <laughs> And he was working at this warehouse out in Jersey and he brought me out there. So shout out to BNG, Big Nice Guy Industries. I love it. If you need anything carpentry (laughs) needs, call Ian.
0: Amazing. Big Um, Nice Guy. I love that.
1: He is a big nice guy. And so I worked there for like three years and Andrew and Ian were really great because they knew... They knew that it wasn't forever for me but they knew that I needed a job. Of course. And yeah. so they were really flexible with like when I worked but I also like would demand work cuz like I had no money. Of course. And they taught me how to drive a truck so I was driving trucks for a while too. Uh, they got me on a lot of shoots and they just gave me a lot of opportunities to like continue to exist. Yeah. And so very, very thankful to them. And what's Dude, really we cool We all is,
0: need angels like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: we really do. And yeah. they were, and I still work with them. I'm That's awesome. friends with Andrew and Ian. I have had helped me on a couple things. So I was interning around. My dad does not want me to tell you this, but I got fired from my first internship. <laughs> And then sorry, we've all Dad. had
0: l- losses. We've all yeah. we've all had wins. We've all taken
1: L's. And yeah. then my second internship was okay. And then my third internship was with a luxury women's wear company, and I had two bosses who were really really wonderful to me. I took a little break because I had to actually go to Italy and then I came back. They started hiring me because I knew Illustrator really well. Awesome. And so back I, to that. Thanks, yes. Dad. No, really. Yeah. No, sh- <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but like one of the things I have learned through knowing Carpentry and knowing Illustrator was like, it's great to have really amazing concepts and beautiful ideas but when you are young unless you're some kid that gets a really lucky break and I hope you are unless <laughs> unless that happens I hope to everyone you, gets lucky breaks you like need like one hard skill yeah that just like it's you can say I can do this yes. and so they brought me on and I became their print designer which amazing. was really amazing and I remember I remember the first print I did for them ended up Nicole Phelps from Vogue, like commented on it in her review of the, of the collection. Oh, hell yeah. loved it. And
0: you were just like, Yeah. yo, I was, I
1: was, I was crying behind my computer at the office. Cause I was like, I was like, this is insane. I just, I don't know. You just work so hard for something and there it is. And you can't really believe it. And, uh, the funniest part though was like my mom, I love, my mom is very honest, which is amazing. Cause she's yeah, just like, we need that. She just told me when she didn't like something. And she tells me when I'm being dumb. Um, <laughs> Which she does a lot. Shout out, <laughs> sh- shout out to my mom. But so I remember she, we were talking about it. And she's like, I really love the collection, but what was that horrible floral print? And I was like, Ooh! but I was like, mom, that's the thing I made. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, Ooh, <laughs> um, fuck. And that's totally fine. Like I, I've done a lot of other things that she things are really, really beautiful, but I do remember that moment. Just, it, it sounds was...
0: like you have good support though. I feel like I have amazing keeps, support keeps you grounded for sure. Yeah. Like I know just having my mom in town, I was like, Oh dude, I just did nothing like your parents to like, keep you yeah. elevate you and keep you going. But yeah. also be like, you are a real pain in my ass. Sometimes. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was drunkenly crying to my mom two nights ago and I'm, she was there for me and I'm sure she also hung up and she was like, Jesus. Oh <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um but, um, I really yeah.
0: agree with the hard skills thing, though. I can't say that I have them. <laughs> and I wish that I did. I am learning later in life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in
0: my middle age. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I do see that a lot in people coming up. I'm like, holy shit, you're like really fucking good at that, and you're 23. That's yeah, amazing. keep going. It's really helpful to be yeah. just
1: really good at a thing. A it, thing. It, it just, it is. And I was a pretty, and am still like a pretty decent carp. Yeah. And so, like, that's why they brought me on, because I, I knew, so yeah, you knew it, what you were doing. It, it, it helps out.
0: I, I worked as a deck carp. Actually, Artie oh, and I really? met Artie's first job ever in New York. We met on the set of New York Theater Workshop. Oh, and sick. I was a deck carp, and Artie was oh, doing sick. the audio, and we were both very much out of our depth. And yeah, and I say that with it's love. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but but it was one of those moments where we were kind of looking at each other like. Whew,
1: yeah. like sweating yeah, yeah, and yeah.
0: uh everything turned out fine and yeah. now here we are <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. everything <laughs> turns out later high. we are still in new york we're still working yeah and... you got to
1: remember that even the most stressful situations like if your attitude is it will turn out fine yeah it will yeah you'll yeah you'll be all right and
0: no it'll be fine just i've breathe. been like i remember like being so stressed like a couple of my first jobs in new york because of course you want to like impress yeah. you want to make good impressions so that you can continue to get the work and blah blah, yeah. blah blah and just being so stressed and being like yeah everyone has to deal with this bullshit Yeah. Like, it's fine it's fine just toss it under it'll be fine i don't even remember the job it was exactly whatever
1: it's okay um
0: so you are like finding your way here yeah you're finding your way creatively you're finding your way like socially i know those first couple years in new york it sounds like you have a good group of people yeah i definitely do yeah Yeah.
1: i think my group got bigger and better when i left the women's wear job i was there for like three years learned a lot uh, my yeah. bosses put up with and helped me grow a lot shout out to peter and lauren and they raised me oh <laughs> i think one baby. time peter we were celebrating someone's birthday and i had been there like two and a half years and they're like yeah happy birthday to them and then ah oh, we've watched andrew go through puberty here <laughs> <laughs> like shut up mom and I dad like, i was like shit uh but no it was, they're obviously wonderful and um mm. yeah so i left that it was just time for me to go yeah and Yeah, I just have been doing this. You found me on TikTok.
0: I know. Shout shout out,
1: shout out to the Chinese-based app TikTok. Yes,
0: yes. Um, (laughs) steal my data. (laughs) Yeah,
1: not for real, because it's working. It's literally
0: (laughs) me. If they're gonna take any of my data that isn't out there already, it's literally just like me trying a bunch of face filters. Like it's not gonna be like anything groundbreaking for them. Um, Yeah. So so when I first met you, like I said earlier, you were you know really invested in these like dyeing projects and hats, and then like obviously expanded more from that. And maybe you had the concepts for the things that you're working on now, but like, what was your process when you first started looking at like this being what you were going to invest your time in?
1: Oh man. When I first started out, when I very first started out around the time I met you, I was doing a lot of bucket hats and that was because I was trying to emulate the Eric Emanuel strategy, which was get really good at one thing and Mm -hmm. dominate that part of the market. Mm -hmm. He is the New York City shorts guy yeah, and he does an amazing job. I got a pair of his shorts. They're great shorts. (laughs) And so, yeah, I was like, I'm going to do the bucket hat. And then the Tom's shirt that kind of got me some amount of public awareness was just something that I had been doing for a while with vintage fabric that I would source.
0: Yeah, and you were like doing it for friends too at one point too. Like, yeah. like someone would bring you like, I think you like yeah. showed up a pair of pants. Yeah, you yeah, were yeah, doing. exactly. Yeah.
1: But at that time it was like, let me just dominate this market of the bucket hats and I'll do special things here and there.
0: And I remember the thing that was really cool that caught my attention is that you were also offering like if you were in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Which Queens, I still do
1: wow still do Amazing. i still do i if Hand you can deliver i opened it up to staten island too oh just, just because i want to go there yeah
0: get on that ferry yeah
1: I, i've never <laughs> been so yeah if you live in new york and you order something from me online i will come new
0: york city let's new just york say city. that <laughs> yeah new york city
1: if you are across the hudson you are in upstate don't argue with me <laughs> i can refer Upstate to you to me, honey many other tiktoks that agree with me <laughs> i've seen them i've liked them i've saved them
0: um, like this is for I the <laughs> yeah um
1: no yeah if you're in any of the five boroughs sweet i'll combine you i was in flushing for the first time my best friend alice took me to dim sum so oh, I'll, go, I'll go out that's to flushing a real experience i'm waiting for someone to ask me to come to the bronx I'm waiting. So, okay. and Staten. But yes, I'll come to you. I will hand deliver. I think it just, for me, like, it's one, it's fun to meet people. The conversations are always, like, kind of weird, awkward. Because it's <laughs> like, because it's like, they're kind of like, you're a delivery guy, but also you're the guy that made this. And I'm just like, hey, I gotta go. You're like,
0: I'm not. a one-man shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: But also for me, it's just like, I do believe that, like, in the words of Drake, I'm the type <laughs> to say a prayer and then go get what I just prayed for. Like, all of these little things that I do are, like, me Like manifesting and actualizing that this is what I want. I want this so bad. How did you know? That I will get on my fucking bike and i will give you this fucking thing but
0: how did you know like that's what i that this is what i wanted that this is what you want like I just how did always, you know
1: i don't know i just always knew okay so like, when
0: you thought of the concept you were like that's it that's d- hot yes
1: i have never do been do you able think to... you're delusional absolutely okay, that is so that... funny you said that because i was talking to alice the other day and i said alice i know what my red flag is and she goes what and i go i'm delusional
0: <laughs> no but i bring it up only to say they say that successful people have to have like yes. a level of delusion. You saw that
1: TikTok. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, you saw that TikTok.
0: But it was <laughs> quoting a book, which I will find. But it was talking about like people who are successful are somewhat delusional. And yeah. I agree because I'm
1: extremely delusional.
0: <laughs> I'm always like, I'm successful. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm already yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith once said, quote, there is a certain delusional quality that all successful people have to have. You have to believe that something different than what has happened for the last 50 million years can happen. Being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity, unquote.
1: Okay, so there's this really amazing author, uh, Trinty Minha, and she has two well she has more than two books but two books that have really sat with me Woman Native Other and then the one I'm reading right now is called When the Moon Waxes Red and she talks a lot about I being I have that on my list right you know, now yeah you gotta read that okay show. well um, and Cotton and Iron which is the first essay is really amazing because you know her thing is like being a woman being creative being a person of color and being any combination of those three things mm-hmm. and navigating all of those identities in like a western white centered patriarchal society Capitalist too yeah capitalists sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean yeah, yeah, you know yeah. Throw all those Throw words all in there. Throw
0: all the words in there, yeah.
1: You know, little Ice Spice and Chemical Night, whatever mm-hmm. that Powerpuff thing is. Um, shout out to Ice Spice though. She's great. <laughs> Definitely. Um, anyway, oh my, my my kids love her in <laughs> class. <laughs> anyway, okay. But she talks about creativity and there's this really amazing paragraph where she like, at the end of Cotton and Iron where she's, kind of expanding on like the idea of like, if you see the Buddha, kill the Buddha, like as a creative, you are always stepping outside reality. You mm. are always doing something that has never been done before and isn't even supposed to be done. You are always pushing your limits. You will never know. You will have to find comfort in basically discomfort and comfort and a home and not knowing. And like, you're always, 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 pushing whatever those limits are, and the second you get to them, you have to challenge them immediately and you slip outside of them.
0: Tren T. Min Ha is a filmmaker, writer, composer, and professor of rhetoric and gender and women's studies at UC Berkeley. Women, Native Other, Writing, Postcoloniality, and Feminism was published in 1989. In it, she explored the relationships between writing, identity, gender, ethnicity, race, and the literary canon. I think that's so interesting. I feel like Artie and I were talking about how New York in general already does that for you. Yeah. Like it makes yeah. you live in discomfort. Yeah. Thank you, New York heating or yeah. whatever. You know, whatever it is, it makes you live like challenged yeah. constantly, which is why yeah. the artist's live so well here. Yeah. You know, cuz there is that like constant discomfort yeah. challenge and I mean, I 100% agree. I think that like I was really inspired. I've been telling everyone to go to a new museum and see oh. the Mutu exhibit. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll It's check that four out. floors and it's what? 30 years of work and it's oh, cool. all across mediums Yeah, and it's like she sources her own clay and like it's very spiritual for her and it's Word. it's this whole thing and like she has really built this monolith of a career Sick. around all of these different forms. And anyway, just feel very inspired by yeah, yeah, yeah. people that I see like pushing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So you're forming these ideas about what Andrew New York is going to be. Yeah. And past the bucket hat and you're in this... I guess, more like of a textile world at this point, correct? With yeah. the like dying and the... Mm-hmm. I know that you talk a lot on TikTok about like your process mm-hmm. and how everything's made. What is happening right now that you're um, like in your process that you're seeing as like, you don't have to necessarily like ruin any surprises or anything, but like, mm-hmm, cool. what is the next thing that you're sinking your teeth into in terms of like whether that's new forms of work it's new forms. or okay,
1: it, like new forms of like how can things be sewn? You know, mm. like I think getting even more into like pattern making, draping, like exploring women's wear even more. I think that's been you know doing more knitwear, crochet and just exploring that even more and going beyond just a guy that paints on clothes. Right. And like, you know, I think that's a natural progression. Yeah. Like I just said, like, at the beginning of this, like I'm waiting for Hermes to call me. The only way that's going to happen is if I do more than just paint on shirts. Right. And so like with this latest collection, like my model was my best friend, Alice. And like, I spent like a month fitting clothes on her. Wow. Which was like a very short amount of time for most collections. But it was really amazing and really fun for me. And I was like, this is what's next is getting more and more into like how do clothes fit? Like how do they drape? Where are the seams? And so like I've been just referencing a bunch of more like high-end luxury like designer like people who are really considering like what does it mean to like make their version of the perfect whatever and then Mm -hmm. how can you take that even farther
0: are you still kind of of the mindset of like perfecting something like you did with the hat like perfect it and then bring it to the outside space i think
1: yes, in terms of like, I need to make sure everything that goes into people's hands is really well made and well mm-hmm. constructed, but yeah, I think I,
0: that's kind of a staple of yours at this point. It's like a given. Yeah.
1: So I think that that idea of like the perfect thing is like a given, like yeah. this is what we think is a really beautiful way of making this. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to make it. But now it's more like my old carpentry boss, Steve, I know I'm dropping a lot of names, but this is my <laughs> opportunity. Yo, this is my <laughs> opportunity to thank all of these people. So he taught me carpentry in college and he was like, You have to learn the tools so you can use the tools to say what you want to say. Yeah, And so I feel like that's where I'm at is I'm developing a really good mastery of those tools so I can start using them to say whatever my voice wants to say. So I think it's going, you know, beyond just the perfect bucket. Like I got the perfect bucket hat you love make it you one yeah. right now like Great. you know what's next what is
0: <laughs> what's next yeah what does yeah. the bucket hat mean you know <laughs> what does it mean when it's in liminal space yeah. uh, <laughs> so we saw like kind of your bucket list of fucking successes at this point let's talk oh, a yeah. little bit about some what did i write down recent, i don't even remember recent successes let me let me look so we're talking about Wisdom. We're talking about Nick Crow. Oh, We're yeah. talking about Jim Parsons. We're talking about the yeah. recent shoot that you just released. We're talking yeah. about Kids Super, Good Alma. Yeah. Like all this stuff you've had for our listeners, wisdom is a fashion influencer um, most notably seen on TikTok but now like throughout a lot of different creative spaces Nick Kroll is an actor and comedian and wore um, Andrew's stuff on a GQ and Vanity Fair shoot Jim Parsons recently wore a piece of Andrew's on the front of the arts and style of the post you just released a recent shoot which we can see on your Instagram which we'll have linked in bio you designed for Kid Super for Good Alma like we met
1: year and a half Ago? yeah
0: i was gonna say 18 months ago and like yeah holy shit you were making hats and delivering them on your bikes and now like
1: i'm still on my bike baby. you're still on your
0: bike you're still on your bike stay shout on your out bike. to my stay dad
1: on... for giving me that bike <laughs>
0: yeah, Shout out to, like stay on your bike but like holy shit that's a lot of like big wins
1: thank you bench 225 as well <laughs> ladies 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 <laughs> he'll make you a hat
0: and bench you at the same time <laughs> I remember we were talking earlier and you were saying that like the wisdom wearing your stuff at Paris fashion week was like very organic. And how did that
1: feel? That was wild. Yeah. I mean, all of it has been really wild. Don't get me wrong. Like the Nick Kroll placement was incredible. Nick Kroll also loved it so much. Yeah. He like talked about it. He talked about it and he bought it. Uh, I, his, his wife, I think is a florist or floral landscape designer. Uh, so I think it just all, it it's all like, just worked fit
0: for their brand and it then, worked for their lives. Yeah, yeah. And
1: so like he bought it and then Jim Parsons like followed me and messaged me after uh, he wore my shirt on Drew Barrymore and Washington post. Uh, so that was really, really amazing. And then wisdom. He's lovely too. Yeah, he. I, I think so. He is lovely. He's very nice. And then also shout out to Brody who found me on TikTok, and shout out to TikTok. Brody <laughs> found me on TikTok. He lives down the street from me and put my work in front of his boss Michael, who is a celebrity men stylist, and that is how I got those placements. Damn. Um. So thank you to it, them.
0: It takes all types, man.
1: Does it takes all types?
0: It's so interesting how many people I've been able to connect with who are just incredible artists through tiktok
1: yeah it really yeah I, yeah yeah. no it really is i've met my roommate and my photographer lorelei on tiktok
0: perfect perfect yeah oh i love a tiktok photographer love too. A TikTok. <laughs> she's and she's incredible um i think i follow her <laughs> you should yeah no she's
1: she's gonna be huge um and so the wisdom thing also was amazing just like he found me on tiktok because a kid tagged him in one of my videos and whoever that kid is i don't remember your username but i do remember you Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he liked my stuff and so I reached out to him and I sent it to him and I ended up on one of his unboxing videos which like I kind of knew was going to I didn't know that, that was going to happen but it was a huge moment. Hope yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers hey,
0: crossed moment. Yeah, it
1: was a fingers crossed moment and so that was really amazing but like the thing about the Paris Fashion Week thing was like I didn't ask him to do that. There was no PR in there. There was no like, hey,
0: Wisdom, we hear you're going to be...
1: It was just like... He- 20
0: grand to wear my shirt. He woke up
1: and <laughs> he said, Andrew New York is going to look good with the Margellas. And I was like...
0: Let's- let's go oh! let's go and
1: that was like i was at my friend's engagement party and i was like half distracted i'm so sorry maggie i'm so happy for you and tj
0: but you're like, like yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're making a huge life decision <laughs> yeah, yeah. but a tiktok
1: influence <laughs> <laughs> I, wore my I was like yo i was like i could not believe and like he was <laughs> out and about people were photographing him and he just wanted to wear it i was like what the that feels so that good. was like a huge compliment that feels so good when it's just so organic yeah and they just want to wear it because that is what i want my clothing that's what anyone who makes art clothing whatever design obje like that is what they want and mm. so that was very 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 cool
0: Wisdom K is a Nigerian-American director, stylist, photographer, editor, model, and TikTok influencer. Vogue called him TikTok's best dressed guy, and he was on Teen Vogue's 21 Under 21 and Forbes 30 Under 30. He became interested in fashion in high school in Texas. He started posting style videos in 2020 when he was quarantined in college, where he was studying electrical engineering. He creates styles based on Marvel heroes, anime villains, Twilight vampires, Adult Swim characters, and other pop culture and sci-fi properties. He now has over 9 million followers and has worked with Gucci, Dior, Coach Fendi, Ralph Lauren, and Revlon. He was a guest judge on Project Runway and has received two Streamy Awards. Yeah. I feel like in any form, like being seen in that kind of way is just, I know that like as artists or as creatives, like we shouldn't be desiring that outside, you know, we should be creating, but like, damn, yeah. it feels good. Yeah. It
1: does feel good. And yeah. I, you know what's funny about all that outside validation comes when you don't need it anymore.
0: Ah, interesting. It yeah. always,
1: the outside validation that you crave when you think you want it, mm. it never feels like enough. It's like a fire that mm. can't get enough wood. Like, yeah. But once you're in a place where you're confident in your own work, and then it like starts knocking pouring it down, in, knocking it down and it's it really down. amazing. But at the same time, like I do have these moments where I'm just like, you know, LeBron James with the chosen one tattoo on my back. Like, I'm like, well, you duh. Like this is what I'm, th- of course. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think, you know? I, I think you have to have that mentality. Like we were saying, keep it delusional, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hell yeah.
0: I also saw one of your kind of like dream goal things, ideas is to have a brick and mortar space. For oh, a A&E. building. Oh, a building! We're thinking big. Oh, a whole ass building! We're thinking
1: real big. Yeah, no, a a whole building. I mean, I love shopping in store. Okay. First of all, everyone who shops online, I don't know how y'all do it. If I see something online that I like, I will try to go to the store, Mm -hmm. just because I want the experience. I want to touch the clothes. I want to talk to the people. Like even when I go into Supreme and they're dicks, I'm like, this is part of it. (laughs) Sick. Yeah. Treat me like shit and (laughs) take my credit. Like I'm about. Everyone gets mad at that shit. Like no. That's part That's of it. like
0: going to one of those restaurants where they're like, you fucking asshole. Yeah, How do exactly. you want your steak? Yeah, Fuck exa- you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think I want to create that type of experience, but also, you know, really focus on like... So Bobby Hundreds, a long, long time ago when he was kind of like that second wave of streetwear back in the early 2000s, like he was truly creating community with his clothes mm-hmm. and like his stores in LA were hangouts and havens for creative people, skateboarders, etc. And I think like there needs to be a return to that because like, I see a lot of fashion TikTok and it's just the object and it's just like the thing. And it's like, buy it. It's like, yeah. what is that? And yeah. so I think like, for why? Me, yeah. And so I think for me, like Andrew New York is a building and mm-hmm. there's like a storefront. But there's also like a gallery space. There's also like a garden because y'all know I love plants. Apartment and then,
0: party, Andrew New York. Yeah, exactly. Crossover.
1: Exactly. No, for real. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I belong to the ceramic studio that is very, very, very near and dear to my heart. And like it would only make sense if like the second and third floor were also some type of working space for yeah. artists so that people are like there. You're not just there to shop in your like I'm Leandor sweatpants and wool coat and think you're in a fit. Like, enough yeah like, there's come there's, here and work
0: that's what i'm putting Do out there things. for apartment party too or just like a um, very similar concept where there's like a gallery a performance space uh residences for artists to come exactly. from out of town yeah you know spaces that they can use for performance for yeah. you know rehearsal for creation like that yeah. kind of stuff like very similar concept and i'm looking like we have to keep feeding the
1: community around us yeah. or like what the fuck is Exactly, exactly like I'm not just here to sell you shit mm-hmm. and I think that's also why like when I do these photo shoots like I try not to just make it look like a model in front of a white sheet like we mm-hmm. are trying to tell a story and mm-hmm. i'm hoping like that building that is in my mind's eye in the future is part of that story and like yeah. the top space is obviously like the designs of your angel in new york but it's all there it becomes this like center and place for people to like i don't even give a shit if you buy the clothes like come, come hang out come make work come be inspired, come meet people. Mm-hmm. Like my studio is how I've met so many incredible people. I was um, um,
0: recently at an artist talk without actually HUD, um, who's a mutual friend of ours. Shout out Huddy baby. Um, and, I'll see you tomorrow, HUD. <laughs> and they were talking about like, having other artists and other creatives in your creative space. They were like, it's so important, so important to get the outside perspective. It's also important as an artist to be in your creative space and be comfortable talking about your work. Because if you try that on your friends before you try that on investors, like, holy shit, the confidence. Like absolutely helps helps a a lot. lot. And like, they were talking a lot about like playing to your strengths. And obviously like both of us are interested in community building, like, and you know, playing to that strength of like wanting to be a community leader yeah so what's up next what without any spoilers
1: yeah well uh so i just did this collection and speaking of community if you look at the instagram caption like i tagged like every single person i noticed that actually like it's really important to me all your
0: designers that
1: everybody fucking knows that like (laughs) it's not just like it is my name but it is so many other people who like dedicate their time and energy and Mm. their love and like I don't know why y'all helped me out for real. (laughs) Like, thank you. Obviously. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. But Y'all are delusional too. Clearly keep it delusional, Um, baby. Keep
0: it delusional. But
1: yeah, it's really important that everyone knows everyone else that made something really cool happen. But yeah, so I just did that. It's called growing pains. And I think it's kind of encapsulating how I felt over these past 18 months and like trying to figure this out. And also like, knowing that there is so much more to grow and that I have to keep growing and doing things better. And like my like flat photography for the items just like on a whiteboard has to get better. My website needs to get better. But like taking all of those frustrations I have and like how I want to grow and how I want to carry myself and like looking at that as an emotion. When was the last time I felt like that? Like in high school. Mm. And so then I was like, oh word. And so like the photo shoot is with this old BMW. And so it was very much like your first car. Yeah. And kind of like the responsibility that comes with having a first car Mm. And again, like the responsibility that comes with like, I've decided to do this thing. Yeah. You have to start the car and go at some point. And so I think that that's what all that is inspired by. And so that's kind of what's going on right now. Uh, A couple of the pieces, including Tom's shirt, number 15 is available. And I think that one is my favorite one. Um, Damn, big words. That one's amazing. Allison, Allison Wonderland on Instagram, A-L-L-Y. Oh. So everyone knows she helped me with the bouquet. She's an amazing artist and uh definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone to do something new. Amazing. So that was really cool, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> um, what's up next? I have a couple other things in the pipeline, but nothing with like a with like a release date yet. Okay. I am gonna do something with Everything's Fine Vintage, which are two cool. amazing Selena and Casey, two amazing women that host these events all over the city, and they have brought me on. And I love doing things with them. So that'll be at the end of April. That is definitely happening. Killer. That'll Um, be right after
0: this episode comes out then.
1: Yeah, word. That'll also have much more. I know that my product has a very high price point. Mm -hmm. They're asking for all upcycled pieces. So I'll be able to drop that price point for people. So I'm really excited about that to get my work into. Maybe I'll finally get my Andrew New York. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. (laughs) And then there are a couple other things that I'm really, really excited about, but I try not to like get keep them back. Yeah, I'm gonna but you'll roll be it one out of the for first the people. people to oh, let you know. I'm excited! And just keep figuring this out. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm at I don't know. Maybe I'm like at A and a half, maybe B. And like, I know where Z is. Okay. And I think the hard thing is like getting all the other letters. You know? Yeah,
0: I definitely I can very much relate to that. And I feel like something for me right now is like not pushing. Just like not that I'm not working actively, but yeah. like not pushing up against resistance. Mm. Kind of like, okay, this is where it's telling me sure, to go. Absolutely. This is where it's telling absolutely. me to go. And like, just letting myself be organically led through those letters.
1: I think it's really important to keep that in mind, especially like in the fashion industry, when you deal with a lot of people who are like, this is what I want. So you're going to do it. And I really dislike that yeah I do the same thing where if something's not gonna work out you know I look at the universe and I'm just like it's just not time yet
0: and like working that's okay working in live events like if something goes wrong you have to be able to pivot Mm, and like that can't end the night right exactly you know like you have to be Mm. able to do that kind of stuff so it's like it's important to kind of keep that flexibility within your creativity and not just like I think that people that are in that sort of like, I want it, I want it, I want it mindset are going to like experience more resistance because they're bulldozing through people in order to like, fulfill a, right. a vision that may not actually be the perfect quote-unquote and, and, w- and
1: it will never be and i also think it's really important to accept that resistance and like signs from whatever you want to call it because we live in context yeah we live in a conversation my vision is not the only vision in the world and i think it's really <laughs> important to like allow yourself a conversation with whatever's around you whoever's around you and that's what makes the work better Anyway, those yeah. problems and that resistance make you become a problem solver. And you're just exactly. and suddenly when you saw that problem you're like, This is better than whatever fucking bullshit <laughs> I about earlier
0: hell yeah no so. I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally with you so i do have a thesis question at the end of like every episode that i ask okay. every right. guest so when i started We're forming at the end i could uh, keep going i know, I
1: know. <laughs> i'm sure every i'm sure every person <laughs> artist because they're like finally i get to talk they're like oh, well, we can keep like i'm not hungry
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> no it's been, i mean it's been great i mean i feel like i've been really lucky in the fact that so many people have been like willing to be vulnerable and share yeah. their experience and i've kind of been kind of trying to figure out like what my place in creativity and more and more that's become like being this person which is being able to give space to other people yeah. and I like so enjoy it Absolutely. so when I first started conceptualizing this it was in 2020 when obviously I like yeah. I wasn't throwing my parties and kind of thinking about join community and so the first season I asked the question like what does join community setting look mm-hmm. like for you going forward and a lot of the questions came like support 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 whether that was like mm. showing up monetary whatever and the second season i asked what methods of community support inspire you and a lot of that was like mutual aid or you know just paying that ten dollars to come to a show like paying for the work you it's know so like venmoing me ten bucks to like take a lift or like whatever it was you yeah. know a lot of that kind of thing and so i've been thinking and i feel like you think about this kind of stuff too like where's the money like where's the money how can we get the money in like the artist's hands and like redistribute wealth? a little bit and so my question for this season is if true governmental and societal shifts could be made around how the world views art and artists what does that look like to you oh and I can read
1: it again it's a little it's a little no that's okay I mean (laughs) I just think like more like I even think the government used to do this where I think I saw tweets I don't know Um, they they did there was there was a lot
0: more like artists What's the word I'm looking for? Like like paid?
1: Yeah, like low cost, low entry. I do think, I do believe in these grants. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in like at least low financial entry into workspaces, community grants, ability Mm -hmm. to work and live. I think all that's really important. I also think like this question tackles something much larger than just the artist community, which is like (laughs) everybody and their struggle to live here when like you're having... So many problems with prices just being gouged across the board. Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of what that looks like. This is such an interesting. To those two other, that is not what I would have said. <laughs> Venmo me $10. For I gotta be honest with support you. Support? Like, or yeah, if, if you needed support? I just hang out with your friends
0: yeah there's definitely some of that like the showing people asking to just show up
1: i guess you know how, i don't even of thing. think about that that's so funny i just am like just make sure you hang out with your friends and mm-hmm. tell them you love them and they love you back and like do shit with them that has nothing to do with the thing you're doing yeah your relationship that can be, is not transactional
0: that can be really important to like step back and you know be without your craft and just be with people
1: yeah that's Like, my friends know that I work so hard and they love me and support me. Like, that is a given. Like, I don't need them to do that for me. Yeah. It's already done. Like, it's more just like Mike lives down the street. I haven't seen him in a week. It's time I bring over a tall boy and we play Tetris on stream because I am a god at Tetris. (laughs) I'll take anybody. Re-upload Tetris Friends. We'll go 1v1 right now. <laughs> Sorry. In terms of the third question, I don't know, man. Sorry. I'm not good at those answers.
0: What change would you like to see in how the world views artists? To take it like a... Okay, kind of sim- okay. Like I a- can answer that question. Yeah.
1: In college... There was this girl and I don't quite remember her name, but we were all really drunk and I was learning Illustrator at the time still, and Mm -hmm. I would stay up really late and like watch YouTube videos. Shout out to YouTube University. No, seriously, why you? (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. I need a crew neck. (laughs) I need an official jersey. (laughs) But I would watch those videos and like learn a bunch of different shit. I remember we were all like out, I don't know, it was like 2 a.m. It wasn't that late, but and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back to my room and like go. Practice and like do what I want to do. Yeah. And like her response was like, what? Like that's so stupid. It's so easy to be an artist. Like da 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 da. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, I remember your face. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> I don't even know what you look like and you're dead to yeah, but me. But like there's that, but then there's also this dichotomy that I get a lot on TikTok of like, I could never do that. Like, oh my God, you're so talented. And so it's this weird, weird like level of distance and respect while at the same time not respecting or paying for it at all. I think there needs to be like a reality check on like one – Learning how to draw is like learning how to work Excel. It truly is. Like you just should go to a drawing class, take your time, and know that you don't know how to do it and just keep practicing. And I promise you at the end of that class, you will at least get marginally better.
0: Do you think that that comes from like people's inability
1: to fail at first? Um... I think it comes from that, but I also think it comes from just a general opinion that people who are artists are naturally gifted and they just mm. have it. Uh. And I am not that. Uh, at all. You're taught. I have taught you're myself. Learned. I am taught. I like work really hard to get really good at what I do and I still don't even think I'm that good at what I do but I know that and i like, stay like, I gotta keep going. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stay <laughs> delusional and so I think it's really important one to have that and if you have that and we kind of have that ability to look at it and be like, ah, no, I can learn this. I can understand this just like I can learn and understand any other skill or trade or craft, then kind of this idea where like art's not that hard, even though you couldn't do it, like that'll also go away because you can appreciate what it takes. Yeah. And I think just this general true understanding of like, what it means to be an artist and what it takes to be an artist would really be helpful and would allow for these other things like grants or opportunities or fair pay fair pay like like budget yeah honestly shout out to nike shoots <laughs> they throw money at everything Good for them. Um, but Get y- that Nike money. I totally... Get that... Get, that,
0: <laughs> get the check mark it. and just do it. These are my favorite
1: shoes. <laughs> um, I wore them just because I knew I was going to be here. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think that that would really help. And then you would get all of these other more tangible opportunities that probably people who think about this more... And have more tangible ideas You know I'll be the mascot Yeah Give me another crew neck Another jersey I'll yeah, be there Yeah let's do it But yeah I, That's my non-answer no, To the I, question
0: I totally get what you're saying I think that What I hear a lot Is like definitely Pay inequity. Like yeah. you know I think that We've talked about this Probably into the ground But it's like Oh you're gonna get An opportunity from this Like fuck you Give me money Kind of thing <sighs> yeah. You know? and, yeah And I, I think like 2020 was honestly A big ender for that Like people were like I'm not working for right, free Right right Right, right, like right, that's right, just not right, something right, I do right, any right, longer right, right, and right. like that's something that I've tried to pivot into like more and more with apartment party with you know wanting to keep the space like open and accessible for people but also like ensure that my artists at least get some money sure, when they of leave course. the door
1: and that is a really amazing and a good oh thing. well yeah. thank, I
0: mean I'm not doing it for praise I'm doing it to get no, them fucking work I know no 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 no. but it's
1: important <laughs> that we put it out there in the yeah, world
0: yeah, yeah. No, it's, so that it's people who want to do something
1: similar feel guilty and they go alright <laughs>
0: Now you have to fucking do it. I gotta
1: do what Miller's um, doing.
0: Tell the people where to find you.
1: First you can find me on TikTok, Andrew New York. We're- you can find me on the interwebs AndrewNewYork.com and Instagram, give me that fucking handle. The guy who has the Andrew New York handle doesn't use it. What? I've messaged him like three times. So right now. Give him now, that check mark. Right now you can find me on Instagram Andrew underscore New York underscore. Uh. <sighs> I've messaged that dude so many times and uh, I've even messaged the people that follow him. You I'm should, like,
0: do you know this person? You should get your TikTok followers on that one,
1: dude. I should, I really should. <laughs>
0: hey gang up. <laughs> um, and
1: also just like really quick, just want to thank every single person that helped me with what we just did. I am not going to name all of you. I named all of you on my Instagram and yep. know that I love you all dearly. And, and nothing happens without the community. Oh, for sure. Nothing happens without all of these people coming together and supporting, even if it's just like buying me a latte, Alice bought me so much food this past month. (laughs) Lorelai stayed up with me till 2, 3 a.m. Lon keeps me on check. Okay, now I'm naming everybody. (laughs) Um, But, like, all of you, like, it means a lot. So don't forget to thank your friends oh my god i know that's why that's why <laughs> i'd I be even... useless without the people that surround <laughs> yeah exactly but that's why i don't need the ten dollar venmo <laughs> because daniel is there at 6 a.m anyway he's like he calls he's like bro are you awake i'm like yes i'm awake he's like i oh, mean i'm just making sure <laughs> that's my ten dollar venmo is my friend making sure i'm getting my ass out of bed yeah. for the photo shoot we so. need
0: we need that
1: <laughs> you know what i mean like
0: 100 that's well, what that is it was incredible having you thank, thank you, you so, so much for sharing your I, time i hope i did
1: okay you did great man I'm Vibe.
0: thank you so much ap studio files ap studio files can be found on all streaming platforms follow us on instagram and tiktok at ap studio bk to learn more about upcoming parties this spring ap studio files is hosted by miller pike with technical production by arty Kapishki, photography by tucker w mitchell and research by h connelly with music by fab the duo